Big Tab, you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's a Monday, so it's Cray News with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smith. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good. It feels like it's been a really long Monday. I don't know if that's just me. I know a lot of my friends have hit me up today and said the same thing. Yeah. So if anyone out there is having a long Monday, we get it. But you're in the best place right now. At least I feel like I'm yes. in the best place right well, now. Well, you are. We're glad that you're in this place. It is a long Monday, and it's been a long time since we've spoken because last week it was the 4th of July and everything, and uh, we just haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. There, there's a lot going on. I don't know what to make of, of uh, uh, 50 Cent. Um, I know that he's a very famous rapper. His name is Curtis something, Curtis Jackson, I think something like that. It goes by 50 cent, which is, I guess, half a dollar. And, um, he's a guy, is he from South Central? Is he from LA? Is this why he's talking about what's happening in LA? Because he's beside himself. He comes out and says something that is so incredibly intelligent. And I hope that the leaders in, in California will listen. Uh, is he based there? Um, I know that he's based in Los Angeles just through, like, I had a very good friend who made a movie with him right. um, that was excellent. And you know what? He's one of those people that, like, I've been in proximity to, and I have a lot of close friends that have spent a lot of intimate time with him. And he is one of the few celebrities where I've literally never heard a bad word about him. Ever. And my cousin, she's going to be so embarrassed for me to say is she had a huge 50 cent poster up on her wall when we were kids. So I've been a fan of his music for as long as I can remember. And I knew that I kind of liked his politics um, from like the few couple of things that I'd heard over the years. But uh, yeah, the fact that he is now what the, the millionth celebrity to turn around and say Los Angeles is a dump. Uh, this place is going to hell in a handbasket. Obviously, he didn't say this directly. Right. What he actually did was just go on his social media and he reposted a clip from Fox, which was all about uh, the no cash bail policy that was voted into, uh, I guess, law as of this weekend. Where this is my this is like my least favorite part, Joe. But basically, the policy allows for nonviolent criminals to be let out of jail before they go through any sort of processing, things like that, or like, you know, uh, basically they just wouldn't have to pay bail. But the thing is in California and in Los Angeles where this law has come into effect, they actually designate things like battery, theft, like various forms of like legitimately violent crimes um, are currently scheduled as like non-violent in Los Angeles. So if some guy decides to beat the crap out of you on the sidewalk, and he can get done if they even bother to find him and arrest him because there's like no money in uh, in the in the police department, anything really sheriff's office, anything in Los Angeles. If they actually bother to find this guy, uh, he can be allowed to just wander out of jail without paying cash. Um, there are some like stipulations where if they don't show up, I think, for the hearing, then all of that comes back into place. But then you also have to catch the bad guy who's done the bad thing. And as we know, as I've been saying for literally years on this show, that is just not something that happens in uh, California. Definitely not in Los Angeles. Well, I want to ask you about a little of this. First of all, uh, 50 Cent is very, very rich, very successful, very famous, doesn't have to do this. So he is a guy who's legitimately concerned about about the neighborhood, which is great. And and he should be. And I'm really glad that he's doing it. Again, I don't know much about him. I could I could definitely, you know, pick him out if I saw him. But I don't, I don't know that I could tell you any songs that he's done because I'm just not into to his music. But I love that he's doing this because he doesn't have to. Um, that's always very impressive to me. Just explain, if you will, 
no cash bail? Is it literally you're arrested on some sort of a crime, could be a pretty major crime, but if they deem it not to be violent, you literally don't have to do anything, sign a piece of paper and leave? I don't know if I don't know what the actual like step by step process is, but I know that there's no cash bail. So like say you're a criminal, Joe, and you're like, I wanna go do some crimes. Where can I go do the crimes? I think that criminals I love actually start their day that way. I wanna go do some I wanna go do some crimes. I, th- I think criminals get together and actually say that. But go ahead. Yeah, they do. They they will sit around and they're just like, guys, should we go do a crime? <laughs> Let's go do some crimes. Um, <laughs> oh gosh! But no, like all jokes aside, this I mean, at this point, I'm just laughing because I'm like, the world is ending. Right. But um, no, it, it, straight up, there's like no, there's no bail uh, for a bunch of these offenses. I think it's like property theft, um, which is now not considered, I think, serious if it's anything under a thousand dollars. That's why you see. That's why you see these videos online of these people going into stores whether it's like shoe stores, makeup stores, whatever, department shops, and basically ransacking the shelves is because like they know that if they steal like, you know, probably under five grand's worth, but if they steal under a thousand dollars worth of stuff, they literally can't get in trouble for it. And I'm like, obviously that's going to happen. If you make that legal, people will do it. It's it's just how stuff works. Well, and and, uh, you know, if uh, you're a drug dealer, that's considered nonviolent. You could be arrested, and you're let out that afternoon. Why would you ever stop dealing the drugs? Why would you oh, not yeah. go back to the corner and start dealing again? You know, Joe, there was this great book that came out a few years ago uh, called The Least of Us. And it was the follow-up to what I thought was an even better book called Dreamland, which sort of focused on uh, the opioid crisis and how that led into black tar heroin. Right. And then in The Least of Us, they sort of expanded upon that. The author expanded upon that to touch on things like fentanyl, uh, P2P meth um, and different forms of amphetamines and how all of these crises are kind of like intermingled. And one of the core solutions that the author came across in all of his research was prison deferment programs for both drug users and drug offenders and people who commit crimes because they are either under the influence or looking to get money quick and uh, go and buy drugs. And so these prison deferment programs, it's sort of like you're arrested and you're given the option of like, okay, we can send you to prison and you can do time for the crime that you've done. Or we can send you to what is essentially a really great, typically like Republican judges, conservative judges or Christian led programs that will get you sort of like off the drugs. You'll be able to go through your sort of withdrawals. We'll get you uh, care with your addiction. We'll get you through the schooling that you need, trade skills. We'll even get like some of these places even offer like free tattoo removals for people that are eligible for these programs. And they work. They genuinely work really well. We've even seen programs like it in Los Angeles that work really, really well. Well, okay, it begs the question, why aren't they doing more of that? Why would they ever just let somebody loose? I mean, what do they think they're gaining? That they're somehow doing more equity, whatever the hell that is, and we're not arresting and keeping as many minorities? Is this some sort of a virtue signal? Why would they do this? I mean, I don't know a single minority who thinks that no cash bail has anything to do with equality, but this seems to be the thing that we keep hearing from progressive politicians. And basically everyone, Gavin Newsom and down in California, kind of falls into this bracket at this point. And so I don't know why they keep doing it. At this point, I look at California and think, You know, aside from the national parks, which, you know, still have their problems. Like I stopped going to the desert after the homeless crisis started sprawling into there, too. But 
I mean, aside from the national parks, the entire state is essentially an open air prison camp and insane asylum. So I just feel like at this point, all of the policies that are being put into place are almost like pull factors for America's criminals to go to California and do the crime that we were sort of joking about earlier. But it's like, it's really serious stuff. I think it's literally, it's a magnet for criminals. Hey, go to California. Don't stay in Texas or Florida. They're prosecuting you. Go to California. One one last question on this. Do you think that, that 50 Cent has enough leverage or sway to make a difference or they ignore him? Um, I don't think that, I mean, Deadline wrote up the story. And so like to put into perspective, Joe, I mean, I've written about like uh, Scott Baio. He turned around and said exactly the same thing. You've got Mark Wahlberg, who's like, I just can't stay in Los Angeles. And like Mark Wahlberg, obviously everyone knows who he is. He has insane sway. And I think for some people, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, if he's saying there's a problem, then we do probably have a pretty big problem. But this is also a guy who just sold his property for, I don't know, for like 60 or like $90 million, like something like that. So I think he was just like that little bit too disconnected. Right. When I think of 50 Cent and I think of like the sort of cultural connection, certainly that he has to my generation. And I'm like, I didn't even grow up here. And like 50 Cent had huge influence, a huge influence on my childhood. Right. Um, and I look at who he is in the context of sort of L.A. and his sociology there. And I hope so. I think Deadline, like I said, writing about it is a huge signal. Deadline being one of the main outlets. They didn't cover, like, I I don't even think they covered Mark Wahlberg leaving. Oh, wow. So for the the fact that he did that, and it was essentially like a gossip column piece in the context of it all, like, that that suggests to me there's a lot more sway there than people probably give him credit for, for sure. It's it's Case Mythe. Go to Case Mythe. It's S-M-Y-T-H-E, because she's all British. Uh, CaseMythe.com and go check out everything she does. DailyCaller.com obviously is where she writes and uh, you'll see her on Newsmax all the time. Let's talk about Sound of Freedom. So Jim Caviezel does this movie and uh, it's out and this is exposing real life human and sex trafficking of children and even worse than that, if it gets worse than that, and instead of embracing this and saying, yeah, let's protect the children. Yeah, let's not let them be sex slaves. Yeah, let's not let people be stolen off the streets and we don't know where millions of people are. No, instead they're calling it a QAnon thing. Instead of calling it a conspiracy. Okay, why on planet Earth? I don't care how far left you are or how far right you are. Why wouldn't everybody say, yeah, let's put our politics aside and let's protect kids? Why aren't we doing that? So here's what I noticed, Joe, because this story it really kind of freaked me out. Like, I don't really know how else to put it. But um, so this morning I sit down, I start reading through Rolling Stone. um, I think it was The Guardian and then CNN, all of whom wrote these stories about the movie saying like, this is a QAnon conspiracy theory. And when you read the copy in each of these stories, it literally reads like the same person has written every single one of these stories. I don't know if you saw that video that went viral probably about a year ago of, it was basically like hundreds of different, or at least yeah, it was probably easy. It was like, all the news anchors from Sinclair. They, they they forced them all to read the same exact script. Yeah, I did see the video where they combined, that they compiled all of it. It was disgusting. Yeah, so that's basically kind of what I saw in all of the negative press about Well, well let's, call, let's call them out right now. And I, I hate to keep interrupting you. you. You got me going here. Um, do you think one person writes the talking point, sends it out, and all these idiot drones just repeat it? Is that a real thing? So I'm going to say the answer before I say my answer. I just want to say I am not suicidal. This is the same thing that I say every time I write about the Clintons. I am not suicidal. Um, And if I die mysteriously, this will be why. 
but yeah, 100%. And I think it's also like pretty telling that um, the lead actor also went out and has said publicly that the CIA is actively involved in child sex trafficking. Now, I don't, I don't, I've never seen any evidence of that. I cannot, um, you know, speak to that with any authenticity. I'm literally just saying that he said that. Right. And like just saying that is kind of enough to probably trigger at least one of these government agencies to turn around and say, okay, let's push something out to the press. Let's push this out on social. And I think the fact that, again, there was just so much homogeneity between all of the reports. I was just sat there like, "Do, do they really think that we're that stupid? Like, is this where we're at now where they actually think that we're this stupid and we won't notice? Also the fact that, yeah, the subject matter is literally child sex trafficking. Disgusting. You can't talk about that without being on the side of saying that that is the worst thing that we do as a species. And every headline needs to be exposing child sex trafficking to protect our kids. It shouldn't be conspiracy theory. It shouldn't be Jim Caviezel's nuts. It shouldn't be QAnon. What the F? QAnon is not even a thing. It's so stupid that they keep doing it. Now, Kay, to piggyback on that, do you think like these Krasenstein idiots over on Twitter and these other, you know, uh, two million follower people that I think probably pay for the following are they part of this group too the brooklyn dad all these people say the same exact thing on social about the things that we're talking about right now is are they all part of this cabal that gets an email every day that says okay here's what we're saying today i mean i think it depends on sort of like the pull that these different folks have and it's actually kind of funny i was uh there's one show that i watch on youtube sometimes and every now and again i'm like does the cia hand him his talking points And then when I sat down and like met the writers and like learned about the process, I was like, I'm so glad you guys aren't a psyop um, because there are so many people that I see on both sides of the sort of political spectrum where I'm like, yeah, I think you could easily be, you know, one of the most potentially even obvious agency assets working in the media. A lot of them are. And I don't, they have. I mean, I don't know if it's a thing like, you know, like the email gets sent get sent out I actually look at a lot of these like more progressive folks and I think wow you saw what was like getting likes and stuff on Twitter and you just jumped on the bandwagon um but then again I also wouldn't be surprised if there's like one foundation or one group or one agency that sends out these talking points and tries to normalize the rhetoric because here's the insidious part right Joe there's a lot of people who aren't going to have time to go and see Sound of Freedom even though it is like one of the top like I made so much money. I think it's like more than 40 million in the first week. Right. It's in less than 3000 theaters across the country. Like it's, it, it's success is absurd in and of itself. Um, and I think it is kind of wonderful because it's sort of part of this like great awakening, right? That um, we're now pointing fingers and sort of shining light on the worst parts of our humanity and the things that we really want just gotten rid of. Um, but a lot of people aren't going to be able to go out and see this film. And so the, all they're going to see from their Twitter feeds, from their Facebooks, whatever, is Sound of Freedom and QAnon conspiracy theory. So now they're going to start equating QAnon conspiracy theory with child sex trafficking. It's so like, sorry, did we forget like Jeffrey Epstein? Is he just like, was that, like, did that just not happen? Did we not just watch his like partner in crime get sent to prison for the most horrific crimes against children? Well, what, what I find just... what, what I find interesting is that that list we got, boy, a lot of big. Oh, that's right, we never got the list. How, how, why, why the why the beep, why the f don't we have the list? How is it possible we don't have the list of who went to to Epstein Island? I mean, I know why we don't have it. 
But they have it, right? They have it. Like, they have it, and I think there's a lot of people who are on it. Well, you know who's and not I on it? That, if Donald like, Trump were on it, they would have released the list by now. Exactly. That's who's exactly. not on it. So, so they're protecting this hierarchy of these sex fiend idiot pieces of garbage trying to find the fountain of youth through little kids. And and if we talk about not, I need to also say I'm not suicidal and I'm very happy with my life. And if something happens, it is not because it was on purpose. It is a case my K A Y. S-M-Y-T-H-E dot com. You got me going. Okay, you got me going. I've got, I've got no time, but I need you to make a quick comment on King Charles having to usher Joe Biden around as Biden looks lost in the UK. Yeah, it didn't look great for either of us, I think, personally, but I sort of likened it to when you ha- kind of have to, like, shuffle grandma along at the salad bar. Right. It's like, right. no, you got every. No, you don't need more croutons. Come on, come on. It was just one of those. And like I've watched so many videos. I mean, even the stuff he did with Rishi Sunak, who I do not think is a legitimate prime minister, okay. but we'll get into that another day. Yeah. But yeah, it's just cringe. It's just cringe city, Joe. I don't know how else to put it. Okay, you're the best. You are not cringe. Go and follow everything she does at The Daily Caller on Newsmax right here on my show and at casemyth.com. Okay, you're the best. We'll, we'll talk soon. <laughs> you're the best. Thanks, Joe. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. We always appreciate Kay. Interesting about 50 Cent. I'm glad that he's that he's giving back. I'm glad that he's speaking out. I'm glad that he wants a, a safer neighborhood out in L.A. Also, it's stunned. I'm just stunned that the left is so stupid as to collude together, call it a QAnon conspiracy, that there's child sex trafficking that we know is literally happening every day. I mean, just across our border, the southern border, you've got sex trafficking happening every day. You've got children that are being used as sex objects and nothing else, and exposing it somehow makes them all gather together and say it's a QAnon conspiracy? Are you stupid? You must be stupid. So uh, exposing something that's that's wrong in society is always a good thing. And you know what? Ticket sales of $40 million in its first weekend or whatever it was, first week, that tells you that people are interested in it and they're interested in stamping it, in stamping it out. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Much more to come. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.